This is Armando Santos. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. And I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You're, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore it. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. January 31st, 2015, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and today there's big do big doings going on here in New England. Not only are the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl tomorrow, but we have our crackjack reporter, gentleman Chuck Morrison, talking to us, one-on-one -on -one with us, from the team locker room. Not our team, the Cigar Authority team. He's with the New England Patriots, but he'll be here with us uh, in the next segment, we'll have him on there and talk with us. If that isn't enough, big news today. Today is the 23rd annual announcement of the Cigar of the Year. The Cigar of the Year. 23rd annual. We got cigar news from Bad News Barry, who is producing for us today. Gentleman Chuck Morrison on location at the Super Bowl in Arizona. And Mr. Jonathan by my side, on his vacation. That's right. I am on vacation, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide birthday headquarters of the one and only Mr. Jonathan. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch this mess live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube, where you can set it and forget it on both. And forget it on both. So Chuck is away. He's in Arizona. We'll have him on in a little while. Barry's on the wheels of steel, producing right now. And today is the Cigar of the Year Award. Uh, no longer. Hammer and Sickle Icon gets pushed aside. The Cigar of the Year. The new one is about to be revealed. But first, we have to light up a cigar. So what I thought we'd do is we all chose a cigar in the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, the contenders being the Elysion, the Azan, the B.G. Meyer, Debonair Maduro, Fratello, La Flor Dominicana 1964, and Tattoo. Those are the contenders. 1994. 1994. Those are the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Uh, this is like bittersweet when I end up not only giving the announcement of the contenders who, um, you know, you kind of feel bad because you know all the people that put their cigar out right. and only certain ones just make as, as contenders. It feels bad to do that. Today is even worse because here are all great cigars in here and we're going to have six unhappy people and one happy person. So I feel but it's bad. A, it's an honor to be nominated. 
I guess that's what they say, but whatever. <coughs> I feel bad about it. Mr. Jonathan has a cough. He will not take a lozenge. He will the not the do lozenge it. does nothing for post-nasal drip. There would have to be some sort of way of blocking my sinuses. You just do it to just do it and end it because I think it would help you, and, and you've been coughing all morning. So uh, apologize in advance for all the coughing. Do you want me to Mr. suck Jonathan? on the paper clip? Will that make you? I don't know. Don't take a lozenge. So uh, we're going to pick some cigars of the contenders to smoke. And basically begin the elimination of the cigar of the year. So, Barry, you're going to be first. What did you choose to smoke today? I chose the Debonair Maduro, which happens to be the only sponsor of the show on the contenders list. It came in second in the blind taste testing, and it was only beat out by La Flor Dominicana in 1994. However, it was very, very close. This is the best yet from Debonair, in my opinion. It's also a favorite of a lot of our listeners. However, it did not win Cigar of the Year. Well, Debonair is out. I'm sorry, uh, Phil Zangi. Uh, Phil has been making some great cigars. This, uh, uh, in my opinion, the greatest of what he's made so far. And uh, righteous to be into the contenders, but unfortunately not the Cigar of the Year. True. Mr. Jonathan, what did you choose? I am going to go with the winner of the Blind Taste Test. It beat out eight other cigars in three rounds. It sold well. It's a special cigar celebrating 20 years for uh, Lito Gomez at LFD being in the cigar business. Unfortunately, the LFD 1994 did not win either. Wow. That's what I'm smoking. So he, the, here are the two winners <clears throat> of the blind taste test. Both were contenders in it, and both did not win for the cigar of the year. So that already. So that cuts it down. We're going to take one more away. And my cho choice to smoke today is going to be Elysion Rothschild. Elysion is a standout value cigar, um, and I thought for sure a value cigar was going to win because uh, it seems to be the year of value cigars. A strong contender, but not enough to win the Cigar of the Year for 2014. So I am going to light up the Elysion Rothschild. Great contender, but not the Cigar of the Year. So right now, it's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And speaking of excellence, we have some unbelievable sound effects by uh, Barry with the wheels of steel over there. His cutting of the cigar sounded like a torch going off. Really? <laughs> Unbelievable. See, I, I'll admit, I, I get ahead of the game. I light up my cigar. So when you two jabronis Jabron. light up your cigar, at least I'm able to talk. <laughs> ah. He'll be coughing jabronis. So I guess we could say these three cigars were actually close, but no cigar of the year. Yes, they are. Close, but no cigar of the year. I was aiming for the bell. There we go. You got it. You're a bell guy. So we're, we're going to light up with the Vertigo Champ Lighter. It is a $29.99 Good quadruple jet. Because they're all winners. Big as ass tanked lighter where the flame actually changes color. After about three seconds of being lit, so you can see it on a bright background, like in the case of, uh, say, New England here with three feet of snow outside. All these cigars are nothing new from the Cigar Authority because we smoke them despite I've, I've got phone calls and emails from people saying we didn't smoke these cigars during the year. We smoked them many, many times, uh, especially the two you're smoking. You, we smoked them how many times? 
Yeah. Uh, just going through the blind taste test of it. Every well, cigar in the contenders pack was also reviewed <clears throat> on the cigarauthority.com over the course of the year. Yeah. So, so we, we think they're, uh, they're all contenders, obviously, because uh, they were chose from it. But again, back to the unfortunate thing of eliminating them and saying, no, you didn't win. Right. But you are winners. You, you're winners from simply being in the contenders to begin with. Um, it gets tough every year because new stuff comes out. Everything's good. This is so important to all the manufacturers. They want you to love their cigar. They work very hard at it. Um, just only one can become the cigar of the year. Thank God this 23-year tradition that we've been doing has been copied by so many people. Therefore, there are lots of cigars of the year, depending on who did it. But I want to make sure you understand that this is the cigar of the year. 23 years. I have next to us the plaque that we hang up in our stores. And I remember getting this plaque in 1992. And you, it's called a perpetual trophy. And this perpetual trophy has all these different um, brass plates on it. Right. And there's a spot for each year. I remember picking it up, and there were 23 brass, brass plates on it. And I said, oh, my God, I'll never end up filling it. You know, I won't be in business long enough to see the day that sure. it ends up filling it. This is the last spot on this. So we're going to have to get an extension with a chain or something that goes down? Ah, that's a good idea. I was actually thinking of getting a whole nother plaque to put beside it and keep the plaques going, but a little chain and another, maybe a square that yeah. has another. Nine, what do you ten think those? I? What do you think I got left? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a good question. Well, I beat this out anyway, unless something bad happens to me in the next year or so, um, 23 years uh, on there. So um, it's, it's fun looking through them and see what they are. Um, I, I've sat with people before as we look through them and they say, that's the guy, that's not so good anymore. I agree. When people say that, I agree with what that is. But in that day, at that time, that's the guy was something special. It was the best there is. So uh, we'll look at uh, this year's. Um, it's actually on there, but you guys can't see it because the, um, the resolution on the camera is not, not good uh, enough. I was, I, was try, I was trying to cover it up this morning. <laughs> And Jonathan says, there's no way they can see that on there. No. On the, through the camera, you can barely tell that there's writing up here where it says yeah. Cigar of the Year. So we know, we all know what the answer is. Well, we're left with four yeah, remaining. So, so we have Azan, uh, which remains uh, the probably most, the most value priced in the list. It is. We're talking about a $4 cigar. Yep. So value could hold out on this. And it's an old Cuban brand from 1928 that was relaunched by Roberto Duran. Yes. And uh, their stuff is hot. They were, uh, if, if, are they a, would you call them a new company? I would call them a new company and a boutique company. Yeah, well. yeah. So they'd be the rookie of the year as far as a company goes. Sure. I mean, amazing stuff coming out of there. BG Maya Standard Issue. There's a new brand completely. Uh, it's not a new size. It's a whole new brand. Yep. Uh, celebrity Rob Weiss has attached uh, his brand company along with the folks from Camacho through Davidoff. So you got this intertwined thing of it. He's uh, a celebrity uh, with his name attached to it, usually that's a sign of death when he, a celebrity endorsed type he of thing. is pretty funny. I follow him on Facebook. Oh, really? You want to talk about right-wing conservative, man. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I've never oh, met him. He's awesome. So what else do we have? We have Fratello. Fratello, another uh, small startup company, Omar DeFries, uh, hard-working newcomer that's out there. 
actually a part-timer because he has a full-time job uh, with NASA. Yeah, he only works for NASA. Yeah. Not, nothing big. And the other thing is that um, he goes out on Thursday nights and starts uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, out there hitting the road, hits it hard. You'd never know he was a part-timer if I didn't say he was a part-timer because he works so hard. So we're going to watch what happens to him. Uh, this talks about him going full-time in it. If this is half-time, if this is him putting half his yeah, effort into it, can you imagine? What, what has he got, a, a year and a half under his belt just as a company, and he's in 330 shops? Yeah, he did amazing Crazy. Things. And the other one is Pete Johnson from Tatuaje. That uh, Tatuaje is tattoo, and he finally came out with a brand in English, a brand called Tattoo, and another value cigar. You're looking yeah. at about a five dollar cigar out of the My Father Cigar Factory in Nicaragua. Um, they're rocking. I mean, they keep coming out with uh, greatest hits, and um, here's one for $5. So that's uh, who remains uh, right now as a contender. At the top of the hour, we will release it to you and tell you exactly who it is. But in the meantime, what a shame. Elysion Rothschild, <laughs> great cigar. We're five, $5 tasty. cigar. I'm loving it. What do I have, Barry? Is this like a $9 stick right here? That's uh, what are you smoking? You're smoking on the floor. I think that's like eight and change. Okay. Um, I actually had it in my notes, okay. and it's a five by fifty-two with an MSRP of seven sixty-nine. And I just still, knocked over a cup of coffee. Still, oh yeah, uh, still a good value. Wow, you didn't just knock it over, man. You crushed that bag. Yes, I did. Wow, it's like playing whack-a-mole with this okay, coffee. Okay, be careful. Take a seat. Yep, I will take care of that after a break. Yes. So. Uh, We've been putting up on the CigarAuthority.com, which is the place for all of you to go for your news and information. If you want to know about new cigars coming there, if you want to know about legislative things that are happening out, out in your state or wherever, anything, any information on cigar industry news or things like that, that's the place to go to first. Uh, also, we not only give you information, we try to get information from you. So we uh, have started last week the uh, question of the week it's a poll and um barry puts down a question and then the following week he tells you what the answer is and gives you the new question so barry you ready on that yes i am last week we asked uh what your favorite vitola was and vitola we, meaning the size the size of, yeah. and we gave you a multiple of options and with 690 votes toro won with 26.4 percent of the vote there we go i would have guessed that i believe i did yeah. And then uh, number two and number three was Robusto and Corona. Corona? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know that. I said Corona's my favorite. Really? Lots of my followers but, support me. But did, Barry, they, had, they had the choice of all the different sizes? All the different sizes from Lancero up to 60. Um, yeah. I did leave 70 off the equation, uh, yeah. which was an oversight on my part. Uh, but number four was actually the 60 ring gauge. Yeah. And dead last was Lancero. Excuse me, was Figurato. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shape cigars have slowed down dramatically. Lanceros never were very good to begin with. And then you have um, uh, Corona, which I think is a great cigar. That's the size you pick, Mr. Jonathan. That's correct. I think it is a great smoking cigar. I'll tell you as a retailer, it doesn't sell so well. I'll tell you as a um, uh, telling, talking to the different manufacturers out there, far from their best-selling sizes. Well, the wintertime in New England, Corona is the perfect size. Because you're looking at typically a, a Robusto length cigar, a little thinner, so it burns a little quicker, where you would have got 45 minutes to an hour out of the Robusto. You're looking at 35 to 45 minutes on 
the corona. Yeah. You're not out there freezing your cojones off for those extra 15 minutes, and it makes a difference, Barry. Stein. Oh, big time. I stepped out my door this morning, and it was minus 7 degrees. Yeah. It was just, like, out of control. Speaking of winter here, we were hit hard here in New Hampshire. Uh, if you were following the news from wherever you are in, in sunny Florida, all my friends out there in Florida making fun of me all week, uh, we had three feet of snow. Talk about a direct hit. Oh, uh, yeah. Salem, New Hampshire, which is where we were. All the arrows were pointed to Salem, New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. And between Salem and Nashua, I think we got it hit the most, yep. uh, a little over three feet here. And if that wasn't enough, the snow is all here, and uh, this morning is below zero. And yesterday below zero, tomorrow even worse. Yep, and then Monday we could get up to another foot. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, welcome to New England. Yep. Park the car in the garage. So the question this week on the website is, what is the country of origin of your go-to cigar? And the options are those of that are Costa Rica, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, and the USA, mainly Miami. So saying which cigar would you choose? People do come in and say, where are your Dominican cigars? Where are mm -hmm. your Nicaraguan cigars? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have them spread out. We don't have, like, a Dominican section right. or anything like that because there's so much crossover. There's, there's uh, Dominicans. You know, where do you put the Davidoff Nicaraguan? Nicaraguan? Right. Even though it says Nicaraguan, you know it's made in the Dominican Republic. Um, where do you put um, Royal Jamaican? It used to be a Jamaican cigar, actually made in the Dominican Republic. No Jamaican tobacco in it at all, but that's what it w was called. Um you know, Jamaican virgins rolling it, I'm sure, you, on their thighs. You, you still have some Puro out there, such as Hoya de Nicaragua, which is, says Nicaraguan. It is Nicaraguan and all that. But then you have some that say that they're made in a certain country, say Nicaragua, but they don't use all Nicaraguan tobacco, even if they said they did. Um, they'll use other things sure. also. Uh, I'm hearing that uh, Cuba now is using Nicaraguan tobacco. They're out of tobacco in there. Uh, actually importing tobacco out of Nicaragua in different places too. So, um, you know, but they do. I mean, the consumer does come in and ask for a specific country. Um, I have heard um, the past few years, everybody, Nicaragua, Nicaragua, that Nicaragua was the best selling and um, that's what everybody was going to. The fact of the matter is Nicaragua is not the best selling doesn't import the most into the United States, right? but it seems like the uh, um, guys that have been smoking for a long time really into cigars um, seem to be attaching themselves to Nicaragua. But Dominican Republic, the fact is Dominican Republic has the record. Well, and they, I don't know how they do this, but they, they seem to produce the most mild cigars. Who? Dominican Republic. Um, I'm sorry, most of the cigars coming out of the Dominican Republic appear to be on the mild side. The biggest names, take a Romeo and Juliet, take a Macanudo. Davidoff. Davidoff, and Ashton. It, how? And it's funny, if you go to these factories, and, and you guys know who I used to work with in the past, yeah. they think what we consider to be a mild to medium cigar. A lot of times, they'll say, you're crazy, this is a strong cigar. And no, it's not. And then you give them a cigar from Nicaragua, and they basically turn green. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. can't handle the strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they do with the higher priming tobacco? 
Take, I mean, if the, listen, they're, they're just using the look at La Florida Dominicana. Where do you want to put La Florida Dominicana for the majority of La Florida Dominicana? They are full, full body. body. So do you think they're buying up everybody's Corona more full body than Nicaragua? Yeah, I think oh. it has a lot to do with also the fermentation process that each factory uses. I think that has a lot to do with the toning down and the strength. And How do you increase strength? Doesn't matter unless you unless you're pouring nicotine onto a the tobacco. amount the amount of time. If you ferment it less, it will remain stronger. It will still have uh, taste qualities. Yep, taste wise, but the Florida Dominicana is stronger. I mean, I, right, other they, than the 1994, if I smoke, let's say a double Lajero Digger Maduro, I will have to use the bathroom after about 20 minutes. It's too strong. Well, they might only use one cycle of fermentation, where another factory might use three cycles of fermentation. But they're all I'm saying is their tobacco is legitimately stronger, but not not taste. I love the way it tastes. It doesn't. It's not offensive. There's no ammonia. And it's well aged, but the aging doesn't do anything to the nicotine. It's there because they're I, using higher priming. I couldn't answer that, but I just I truly think it has a lot to do with the fermentation. What do you think's gonna? How do you think the consumer is gonna uh, vote on your poll this week? I think it's gonna be between Nicaragua and Cuba. Really? Yeah, I think, and you know, I, I look on Facebook and I look on Instagram and I see these people posting pictures, smoking uh, Cohiba. They're and showing off. And you look at the band and you're like, no, that's not a legitimate Cohiba. Right, right. You know, the, it's supposed to be three square dots and like the top square dot is cut right through the dot. That's that's, the, that's a fake band. Well, that's the guy on the beach that has them for uh, $50 a box. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> with the glass top uh Cohiba box. It, it'll be funny. Once they lift the embargo, I think you're going to have a lot of people who have been smoking quote unquote Cuban cigars and then they'll smoke an actual Cuban and they'll say, Oh, this isn't the same cigar. They must not have been able to handle the the, the yeah. distribution, which is going to be the case. But the fact is that they were probably smoking a Dominican cigar to begin with. Right. Right. Especially so. if they bought it in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Correct. We, I was on a trip with a, a whole bunch of cigar manufacturers before we were in the Dominican Republic. We went into a little cigar shop that was there, and they had all these uh, glass top Cohiba fake. It was the weirdest thing. And they all knew, and, they, and here these people were trying to sell yeah. people in the cigar industry to fake Cuban cigars. I'm like, oh, my God. Cuban cigars don't come in a glass box. Cuban cigars don't come celloed. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, Nicaragua is going to be uh, who wins the poll. Um, but the true answer is, uh, usually there's not a right or wrong answer, mm -hmm. but there is a right answer to this. The answer is Dominican. The answer is Costa Rica. And I'm only going to say that because... No, nobody's asking for Costa Rica yet. We're, we're way ahead of the curve here. It doesn't matter what people are asking for. The question is, what's your favorite? So if you are a true cigar smoker, you've smoked all of the stuff that we've talked about on the show, and there is no question, in my top 10... Freaking eight of them are Costa Rican cigars. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to balance my paperwork over here. I'm not doing a good job at it. Uh, okay, it's time for this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. Let's do it. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. It is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under 
$3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Plenty more where that came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, are you ready, Barry? I am ready. Mr. Jonathan, today there is January is. 31st. We have two singers, a baseball player, and I don't even know what you want to call the last guy. But um, we're going to start with you, Mr. Jonathan. Today is the birthday of Justin Timberlake, singer recognized at, from the beginning of the pop band uh, Boys in Sync. I, he launched the Grammy award-winning solo career that included the number one singles Sexy Back and My Love. Raised as the Baptist family in Tennessee, he played starring roles in Bad Teacher, Social Network, and In Time, and returned to his music career in 2013 with the 2020 experience. Married to Jessica Biel, celebrating his birthday today. You know him. You love him. Don't make me like you don't, Mr. Jonathan. Justin Timberlake's birthday today. What year do you got? 1976. 1976. How about you, Barry? The music's a little loud. 1975. 1975. And Mr. Jonathan will take that point. It's 1981. Mr. Jonathan, one point for Nailed you. Nailed it. All right, Barry. I'm going to go to you. Today is the birthday of Jackie Robinson, baseball player. The first African-American baseball player in the major leagues. He helped the Brooklyn Dodgers win the World Series and won the National League's Most Valuable Player Award. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. His number 42 jersey was retired by all major league teams. His legacy was further honored with the introduction of Jackie Robinson Day, where every player across the league wears number 42. The late, great Jackie Robinson, born today, what year, Barry Stein? 1937. 1937, Mr. Jonathan. I think he's over. I'm going 1901. 1901 would be over in 1919. Uh, Barry Stein. Barry Stein is not good. Barry Stein is over. I'm under. I get it. Nice try. Oh, that's right. Nice that's try. Right. That's right. I am batting 1,000. You are batting 1,000. I predict a shutout. Okay. Um, this goes to you, Mr. Jonathan. Harry Casey. Anything? Harry no. Casey. A.K.A. KC. American Casey musician, and the Sunshine Band? Singer, songwriter, and producer. Okay. Most famous for the group Casey and the Sunshine Band. And as a producer, he had several hits uh, for other artists. Record store employee in Hialeah, Florida, a suburb of Miami. Uh, formerly, he called his bands Casey and the Sunshine Jacanu Band. But get down tonight. That's the way I like it. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. I'm your boogeyman. Keep it coming, love. Please don't go. Neighbor of Boogie Nick Perdomo. Neighbor of Nick Perdomo. All right. Uh, he appeared in the soundtrack of Saturday Night Live. Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band was born today. What year? 1948. 1948. Barry Stein. 1952. 52 is one over. Mr. Jonathan, three out of four. Shut out so far, Barons. Okay, this is to you, Barry. Ready? Ready. Mr. Jonathan, 
a.k.a. Jonathan Babo, a.k.a. Dances with Men. <laughs> That's his Indian name. <laughs> Disc jockey, dance instructor, talk show host, general manager of two guys. He's born today, celebrating Stud his birthday. Muffin. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. Jonathan. Thank you. Celebrating his birthday today. What year, Barry Stein? Come on, Barry. I'm going to say 1977. 1977. Ooh, I'm going to go uh, 1978 for the win. Two points. Oh, my God. You got two points. It's a shutout. It's five to nothing. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank hey, you. Let me grab and, uh, this. Hang on. While, while uh, Dave goes and uh, does whatever he's got to do, it's also, is it Christy? Yes. It's Christy's birthday today as well in our studio audience. She comes in frequently and watches. Look at this. She watches the show live. Happy birthday to me. Wow. Look at that bad boy. That's what I'm talking about right there. Dave knows how to party. So uh, we probably should go to break while we cut this cake. All right, we'll cut the cake, and uh, we'll come back. We got Chuck Morrison coming back when we do it. So uh, this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars, available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Okay, uh, when we come back, where's my notes here? Um, we'll talk on location at the Super Bowl with gentleman Chuck Morrison. He's going to get debonair in a big way, and he's going to give over 100 cigars to the Patriots after they win the Super Bowl tomorrow. He'll tell us all about that, and uh, we're just minutes away from making a cigar maker very happy out there. We're going to award the Cigar of the Year in just moments. So stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Barkin Cigar 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. 
In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. And we're back. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Everybody wants someday to go to the Super Bowl, but gentlemen, Chuck Morrison is not only there again, he gets paid to be there. So joining us from inside, it's the producer not only of the New England Patriots, but the producer of the Cigar Authority, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison. Gentlemen. What's up, Chuck? Hello from Arizona. Can you hear, Can you hear me okay? Yeah. We, we see you talking. We have the laptop on, but you yes, don't hear. Is your volume up on your laptop? Let's see if the volume's up on my laptop. This is how. Uh, there, <laughs> there he is. Go. This Chuck. This is how you Chuck. Up. Yeah, we got you loud and clear. You're welcome, awesome. Chuck. Hey, fellas, what's up from Arizona? How is it over there? It's uh, it's well, my man. It's uh, it's one of those things where I was hoping to be at the actual stadium today, so you guys could see the uh, you know, <clears throat> the elements behind me, the actual stadium, and uh, all that is Super Bowl activities, but uh, unfortunately, I'm at the hotel right now, so you're looking at me uh, inside, a, uh, <laughs> inside a normal hotel room, but I'm here in Arizona. In fact, I'll, I'll take the computer. I know you guys can't see me right now, but you'll be able to see this in the, uh, uh, in the recording. I'll, I'll try to get some backdrop here. You can maybe see some cacti, some palm trees in the background there, um, but uh, yeah, guys, we're here in Arizona ready for the Super Bowl. It's um, probably 80% Seahawks fans and 20% Patriot fans, so we are sorely outnumbered right now. Ah, that doesn't mean anything. That's the way I like it. Yeah. So have, have you been inside the stadium uh, since you've been there? That's uh, Yeah, actually, that's really where I've only been since I've been here is at the stadium. So um, we got uh, we, we got in uh, rather Thursday, Dave, around 1 o'clock uh, local time. One of those things where we came right to the hotel, dropped off our luggage, and immediately went to the stadium. Was there till about 9 o'clock at night on Friday. Was there first thing in the morning after breakfast at about 9.30. Got in um, last night at about the same time, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And, so pretty much um, the only time that you're not at the stadium is while you're calling into the show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so in the stadium, it's still weird, guys. Like, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you, any of you have ever been to a Super Bowl, but um, yeah. normally like all the activities, the, the stadium, um, media day, it's like this huge convention center. It's all, it's all within a confined area, very close to one another. Here in Arizona, however... Um, the hotel that we're at, the team hotel, is probably 40 minutes from the stadium. 
um, the media center, the convention center, all these different activities for the fans and, and uh, you know, all these Super Bowl activities is probably 20 minutes in an opposite direction. Um, so it's all sporadically kind of dispersed <laughs> in Phoenix and Chandler and in Tempe, Arizona. So all these different areas, which is about, you know, 25, 30 minutes from one another. So no fans are inside the stadium, though, yet, right? Not yet. No, Dave, no. Um, it was kind of cool. I'll give you guys some, some inside scoop here. So while we were there Thursday and Friday, yesterday and uh, Thursday, Katy Perry was warming up for her Super Bowl act. So we got to see that a couple times. And I'll tell you right now, it's going to be an amazing show. If you don't like football, if you're not a fan of the sport, you might want to tune in for the halftime show. It's going to be pretty impressive. A lot of cool special effects. Um, Lenny Kravitz is performing with her. Missy Elliott, who's a, supposedly like a surprise guest, will be performing as well. But um, it should be a great halftime show. So we got to see that like four or five times as they were So rehearsing. let me ask you this. Do, do they, you know, they go to commercial, there's a football game going on, they go to commercial, it's the halftime, and then all of a sudden they get the stage all set up, everything happens in a matter of minutes, and then everything's ready. Do they end up breaking it down, setting it up, and they go back and forth to, to make sure they can do this in that, that amount of yeah, time? Yeah, exactly, Dave. Great question. Absolutely. So if you can imagine, um, the stage is, is kind of broken up into 18 different parts, and these parts are, you know, 20 feet by, you know, 10 feet. So they're large sections of stage that are brought out uh, one piece at a time and quickly assembled, all the lighting gear, um, you know, all the staging equipment. It's, it's, it's nuts. And then all the people, like, uh, dressed up in various costumes. It's crazy how quickly they get this thing together. And then, of course, you know, she's performing. There's numerous wardrobe changes, uh, various artists coming in with Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Um, but, uh, you know, some, some really cool special effects. I think it's going to come, uh, come across pretty well on TV. Do you, do you have anything to do with the production of no. the halftime show at all? No, 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 no. We were just, uh, we were just fans in that moment getting to enjoy it, you know? Oh, you know what your job is going to be for the Super Bowl itself? Because I know you bounce around from sometimes being up in the booth and sometimes being yeah. down at the uh, 50, 50 yard line or whatever, holding the the microphone thing. What do you? What exactly are you doing? Yeah, so for the game, guys, I'll be up in the booth, um, the the radio broadcast booth. So kind of like when we set up our show for the Cigar Authority, a lot of similarities there for uh, specifically the radio broadcast. Um, just a little more gear and kind of more elements going on with a pregame show and a postgame show. Um, we've recorded a lot of interviews this week, so some of the team. Um, staff were there. So, for example, we did an interview with Jonathan Kraft, the uh, the president and CEO of the Patriots, um, some player interviews, so a lot of coordinating of those efforts, but uh, mainly a lot of it is just getting the equipment set up. So, um, three days, three days of setup time. So, How, uh, how do the Krafts feel about Deflake, which we found out this week, I, I, I don't know the factual stuff behind it, but uh, it seems that the balls were actually never checked. Uh, before the game went on, uh, how do the crafts feel about that? Yeah, great question, Jonathan. And I, I think they're—I think in one word, it's anger. Uh, they're angry, and you know, you said—I think you hit the nail, maybe accidentally, my man, on the head, which is no one really knows the facts. I mean, everything that's come out is just reports, and it's kind of all based on speculation. The NFL hasn't really released any hard data. Um, and the you know the Patriots kind of went so far to do their own investigation to figure out all right what what happened here they're they're really holding firm to their stance that 
they didn't intentionally deflate any footballs. What you know, what effect did the weather have and the climate? And did the refs really do their job? Did they properly check the footballs prior to the start of the game? And again, this is all reports, but from what I'm hearing is the referees didn't do their job. In other words, they didn't actually measure the PSI of the footballs uh, prior to the start of the game. It's one of those things where I think they just kind of feel the balls with their hands, saying, okay, this one's good, signing it off, but not actually checking the PSI. PSI. So I think now, uh, as anyone in this. You, you know the ball guy, right? You know the, the Yeah, the I know guy. all these guys, absolutely. Yeah. And and do, do they have anything to say to you off the record? You know, listen, man, I didn't do anything. Off the record, the stance is, you know, if they were undeflated, they're not the only team to, you know, to be found guilty of this. In other words, if you were to take the same microscope that you're holding over the Patriots to any other NFL team, you're going to find dirt, you know, and, and likely you're going to find balls over-deflated, under-deflated. In fact, Dave, I know you're not a big football guy, but uh, there's a team out there called the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, had come out last week on the record saying that he overinflates the balls, which is, you know, technically a violation. They're, they're, footballs are supposed to be between 12.5 and 13.5 PSI, and here's a well-known quarterback from a well-known team saying that he overinflates his balls. So, well, Mr. Johnson does too. But uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> but you know, uh, I think you're going to see a, a change in the way the balls are going to be handled. I think it's going to be the game balls, period, and yeah. they're not going to choose their balls. I mean, I've never heard such a thing. I I never knew it existed that way. Uh, in baseball, you know, it all goes to the umpire and he throws out the ball he wants used. Period. Right. Yeah. I, I think you're right, Dave. I think we're going to see a change in the way that. Uh, you know, these things are handled, <laughs> no pun intended, but it's one of those things where, the you know, the teams are kind of, the balls are in their possession, you know, after the refs sign them off or approve them, they go back to the teams, and then, you know, there, there's there's room for error there. I mean, there's, there's things can happen, so I think you're right. I think the league should just, you know, have the same balls. They're in charge of them. They hold them, and they take care of them before, during, and after the game. Don't even leave any room for error. You know, I nominate Jonathan for the job because I hear he's very good at handling balls. Yes. I am amazing. Yes. Uh, yes. Before, we, before we get into gentlemen's way here, uh, and I've got my predictions, I believe that the Pats are going to be three scores up over the Seahawks, and I, don't, I believe they're going to hold them to one score because I think that Tom Brady plays best and leads best when he's irritated, and I think that he, the Crafts, and Belichick are all irritated at the publicity stunt that it looks like the NFL pulled over everybody by creating this whole deflate gate thing, making yeah. a mountain out of a molehill. Um, but what are your predictions? Yeah, Jonathan, I'll and I'll tell you guys, and, and Dave, maybe I didn't answer this question strong enough. This team's pissed. All right, they they they're angry. They want to come out swinging. You know, they're not, they're not playing to lose. They're playing to win this game, and they're playing to win big. Um, they're they're mad at the league. They're mad at their opponents for you know basically underestimating them, saying guys like Rob Gronkowski is not that good. So there's a lot of personal animosity there. I think they're really you know going to come out swinging. I, I I'm predicting a big uh, a big blowout here. I think it's not going to be a close game by any stretch. I think the Patriots are going to whip some butt. We'll keep it cheery. Patriots and over. That's the bet. Patriots and over. You heard it here on the Cigar Authority first. So, uh, this is not your first go-around uh, at a Super Bowl. You've been to many Super Bowls now at this point, right? Yeah, this is my sixth one, Dave. Yep. yep. Super Bowl. My God. Are you excited about it? Is this exciting <laughs> to you, or is it just yeah. a day, day, at the work, day at work? 
Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it, David, it really is. It's sad to say this, and I, I hope it doesn't come across, like, ignorantly. But, yeah, I mean, it is just another day at the office in many ways. Um, you know, unlike fans that would come out here and get to partake in a lot of the NFL experience and go to these parties and things like that, it's been all work, you know. I mean, like I said, getting here, the first thing we do is drop off our luggage at the hotel, then, boom, it's right to the stadium and right to work, um, full 12-hour day. Same thing yesterday, and, you know, um, most of the uh, obligations and duties are done at the stadium, Dave. So uh, we're doing some, um, um, some some what's called fan hits today. So there's some Patriot parties taking place. I'm going to be going with the team to make some different appearances. Um, um, so, it, But it's work. It, it's definitely work. I'm excited for the actual game tomorrow. But up until that point, man, it's uh, it's just another day at the office in many ways. Now, I, would, I would think that the majority of people actually watch the Super Bowl as opposed to listen to it. You're doing the radio broadcast of it. You know, if somebody's traveling, that that's what they're on, I'm sure, listening to it. Yeah. But as you're covering that, do you handle the halftime? Do you play the halftime? Or at that point, it goes to interviews and things like that? Yeah, it goes to interviews, Dave. So, like I mentioned, the interview we did with uh, Jonathan Kraft, um, that, that, that's a recorded interview. That's going to air during halftime. During um, halftime. Yeah. So, and, and lots of people that like to watch the game and have the game itself on the TV and they listen right. to the radio broadcast because it's more accurate. Right. And, and yeah. it's one of those things like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was very easy to do because they were, you could easily sync up the radio broadcast and the TV broadcast. Well, now you have eight-second delays on radio, six-second delays on TV, so it's kind of hard to synchronize the two mediums, you know, radio and TV. But for anyone that's interested in doing that, the easy way to do it is if you have TiVo or if you, you know, have a DVR with your cable service is just to kind of pause the game, you know, sync up the radio broadcast to that, and you can, you know, sync them together nicely. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where the, the guys calling it on TV are national guys, so there's no favoritism towards one team or the other. It can often be very dry and manila. And, you know, some fans want that homerism. They want that that excitement from the local, you know, from the local play-by-play guys. So you can achieve that with the yeah, late like in my game. Yeah. <laughs> from a football fan, there's nothing worse than listening to Joe Buck. I mean, Joe Buck is the worst announcer in football. That's all I got to say. Because he's taking taken to his team, and that's it. But maybe people love it. Right. Obviously, he stays on, so something's good there. So, uh, uh, I guess it's time. Uh, you ready to do uh, live from the Super Bowl, the uh, Debonair way? Always, baby. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. And this is the Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, we're getting debonair, the debonair way to enjoy a Super Bowl party. We're going to lead off here with probably the most important thing a debonair gentleman should do, which is to use their own bathroom prior to leaving for the party itself. In other words, do not take a dump at the host party. <laughs> take care of your business at home before you arrive at the Super Bowl party. Number Amen. Two, Jonathan, amen. You zip yes, it over. Jonathan. What's <laughs> still you, brother? 
<laughs> Barry, this one's for you. Number number two here is to maintain control. You don't want to get dr too drunk. All right, it's okay to have a couple cocktails. You don't want to get too drunk and make an ass of yourself, swearing when there are other adults around, children, things of that sort. So maintain oh, control. A debonair gentleman never gets too drunk. Next up here, guys, is uh, shoes. All right, some parties, you know, some folks like to you know recommend that people take off their shoes. Um, listen, if your feet stink, all right. Keep your shoes on, all right? This is one of those things where you're at someone else's house. It's it's their uh, it's their abode. Respect it. Keep your shoes on is the debonair way here. It's the play. Um, next up here is going back to the bathroom etiquette, Jonathan. This one's for you, man. No fun. If you have to pass gas, go into the bathroom. Go into another room. Don't be that guy where everyone's you know making accusations or anything else. Debonair play here is not to pass gas, all right? You're the bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, fellas, eating etiquette. All right, at a Super Bowl party here. You don't want to eat like a pig. You want to be debonair. Use silverware. Don't eat with your hands. I don't even care if it's finger food. You want to be debonair here. You want to be a step above the rest. All right, last but not least here, fellas, rooting for your team. All right, if, if there's other folks there that are rooting for the opposing team, don't be an a-hole. All right, don't be, a, don't be a jerk. Be cool. You can root for your team, but don't be overzealous. Don't be, you know, swearing, especially if the host has put some uh, coinage, some money, on the other team. That's the Debonair way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you Debonair enough? Hey, six out of eight ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jonathan has bathroom issues. Take care of your business before you get to where you're going. He saves it up before I he comes in. Well, Dave's got a really awesome bathroom. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the position I've been put in. Don't show me your awesome bathroom and then not expect I'm going to use it. That's it. <clears throat> Dave, should we, spill the beans on, uh, should we spill the beans on what you sent me down here to Arizona with? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the question is, what will you be lighting up after the Patriots' victory? What will everybody in the locker room be lighting up? Do you feel good about this? I'm going to my prop bank right here, Dave. I'm not, I'm not, you guys can't see this, but our folks watching on uh, that Google Hangouts here can see that. That is a nice box of Garofalo cigars, Churchill size. These are big boys. Wow. You're not going to miss these. Uh, Dave was nice enough to send me down here with five boxes of Garofalo cigars, which will be coming with me tomorrow to the stadium. Um, a lot of my responsibilities, guys, will be inside of the locker room before the game and after the game. So you can best believe that I'll have those with me and uh, handing them out to all the Patriots personnel and, uh, you know, in efforts of just saying, hey, congratulations, win or lose. Uh, it's been a great season. We want to thank you on behalf of the Cigar Authority and Two Guys Smoke Shop. Here is a box of Garofalo Churchill-sized cigars. Enjoy. If you can get that on TV, Ben, that's that, – because I see what the commercials are going for. That's a game changer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The commercials are going for big bucks. Now, people always talk about the commercials – on TV and that they're millions of dollars and 30 seconds and what they spend and you gotta watch the commercial and wait till you see it. Is the same thing happen on radio? Is it special commercials that uh, these people wait up for and, and uh, they're, they're spending big bucks to have it on there? Yeah, I don't know about the anticipation, Dave. Like, you know, obviously for many people, and, and I definitely fall into this category, I love advertising as it is. So I, I really love Super Bowl commercials. Uh, as you know, the, <laughs> the, the amount of money to, uh, to spend on a Super Bowl ad is, is pretty, uh, it's pretty high, right, for the TV medium. The same does apply in radio, actually. A lot of the same sponsors will be kind of grandfathered in 
um, you know, what's, what's called the spot rotation on the, uh, you know, on the radio, but they do have to pay more. But to your point, Dave, you know, I don't think there's that same kind of, um, that same kind of enthusiasm, I'm not sure what the right word is, but that same kind of passion, you know, for, for fans that is, to, to, you know, for the commercials themselves on radio. Um, oftentimes it's the same commercials that you've heard all year. It's just now wow. during, you know, the big game, so. Um, yeah, radio is a tough one to really wow somebody. I mean, it, just using audio to be able to blow somebody's mind. It's not like the most iconic commercial I can remember ever from the Super Bowls was the uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. Yeah. You know, off the backboard, yeah, off yeah. this, off this, nothing but net. That commercial is so legendary, and they really said very little. It was all about the action of the, the spot. I don't know how you could pull that off on radio and make it so that you have to listen to it. Well, and, and also the the way they sell advertising packages, I'm sure, is saying that would you like to buy into the Patriots radio broadcast and it's all season and if they go to the Super Bowl, you're in also, but it's, you're going to be charged extra for that. Is that what you're saying, pretty much how it works? Yeah, that's exactly right, Dave. Yeah, so you know, if an advertiser commits for the full season, they'll kind of be, like I said, grandfathered into the into the postseason, which does include the Super Bowl. Now, that's a stronger commitment because you're committing for the full season versus an advertiser that might just commit for one game or you know just the regular season games. Uh, but to that end, I mean, we do have a lot of new advertisers that have come on board. Um, just to have their their commercial aired during the Super Bowl, so that comes at a premium. It's a high cost to do so, um, and they do tend to get a little more creative with their with their with their spots with their commercials. However, in the most case, from what I've seen, um, and this isn't really my my area of expertise, but a lot of times, Dave, these advertisers are just bringing commercials that they already have and just saying, "Hey, can you air this?" Yeah. They're not really getting too creative and creating a new special commercial, you know, just for the Super Bowl. Unlike no, they should, yeah, they should. You're right. They absolutely should. Yeah, it's, a, it's an opportunity. I think they should grab it. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch the end of the game. Win or lose, pass those cigars out anyway because the Pats had a great season and they're deserving of a celebration. Win or lose, they should celebrate a great season. So uh, please do that on my behalf uh, either way. And, uh, Chuck, you'll be happy to know that thanks to your gentleman's way, I just am not going to anyone's house for the Super Bowl. I'll just go to my house and then <laughs> oh, I won't have to worry about being a gentleman at all. Yeah, or wearing pants. Right, right. Went to the chili cook-off yesterday. Uh, two guys smoke shop had their annual chili cook-off in the Seabrook store, and um, he comes holding it up all day and comes running in the store and says, I'm using your bathroom, and I'm of course you are. So it's very apropos, but we it is We call that a too. touchdown around <laughs> here. <laughs> Let's just say there was a spike at the end. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, there's no need of that at all. So, uh, all right, Chuck, we're going to let you go so you can go back to work. Uh, we're just minutes away from announcing the Cigar of the Year, uh, so we're going to do that when we come back. But thank you. Uh, enjoy it. We'll be watching, and I'm going to be listening uh, to you also. If you can get a, a little play on that, give it to the guys in the, uh, in the, in the sound boards with you. Give them a cigar, too, and uh, go Pats. Go Pats. Great, Dave. Thanks, guys. Hey, congratulations to whoever wins the Cigar of the Year. I'm excited for that, maybe more than the Super Bowl itself. But, uh, yeah, Dave, thanks for the uh, cigars here. I know the uh, the team will appreciate it. I'll try to get some good uh, picks for, for social media and everything else. But, uh, yeah, thanks, fellas. I miss you guys already, and we'll see you next week. All right, All see right. you next week. So that's gentlemen Chuck Morrison uh, broadcasting from Arizona in the hotel room. It's the best we get, but, hey, we'll take what we can get. We were promised 50-yard line. That's right. We got hotel room. <laughs>
And isn't it weird how that ends up happening? I've been there 12 hours a day, and yeah. except for right now, but that's how it works out there. But he'll definitely be there during the game, and uh, hopefully we get some play um, when awesome. the Patriots win. That was a good uh, move on your part, Mr. We'll, Karofalo. We'll see. It's an opportunity. Opportunity is knocking, <laughs> so we're going to answer the door. So uh, that's it. We're going to go to break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we will uh, come back and tell the world who has won the Cigar of the Year, the real official Cigar of the Year. 23 years in the making, and we have the winner right here, and we're going to do it when we come back. We also have Cigar News with Bad News Barry, News from the Asylum, Old Fart Freddy is back, and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And uh, well, whether you're smoking your La Flor Dominicana 1994 Debonair Maduro or Illusion Rothschild, always remember, keep, keep the, the lid, lid end out of your mouth, mouth Larry. Be yeah. back for the, uh, for the next hour right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story perfectly crafted throughout and you never want it to end take it from rob weiss member of camacho's board of the bold and the creator of the award-winning tv series entourage the camacho corojo is hand built from authentic corojo seeds built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact consistency and quality In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Tatin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancata. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This it's a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. 
or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, mom! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right. I'm a volunteer farmer. For the cigar authority. Hey, shake it back, gal. Woo! Shake it back. And we back with our number two. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And we're going to start up by making the announcement and telling you about the cigar of the year and lighting it up. We got cigar news with Bad News Barry, news from the asylum, Old Fod Freddy, and lots more. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, baby. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week. Hi, atop the worldwide headquarters here at Two Guys Smoke Shop, Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Okay, so we came up with the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. 23 years going on. The contenders were the Debonair Maduro, the Elysion Rothschild, La Flor Dominicana's 1994, Azan, B.G. Meyer Standard Issue, Fratello, and Tattoo. Those were all the contenders. We have eliminated already the Debonair, Elysion, and La Flor Dominicana. It leaves four, Azan, B.G. Meyer, Fratello, and Tattoo. Only one can make it. As I say, I feel bad every single time when I do this because the other people are out. There's only one winner. There can be only one. There's only one, unfortunately. But I have the winner here. Should we do anything special here? Or we, just... we do have a drum roll in there somewhere. Here it is. And the winner of the 2014 Cigar of the Year is B.G. Meyer Standard Issue. Nice. So B.G. Meyer Standard Issue. Here it is. Boom. Let's take one each, pass it around, and we'll give it a try. I would like to offer uh, one to each in our studio audience, too, if you guys want to come up. Is and there enough in the box? It. There's enough in the box. All right. So uh, this is uh, from the folks at Davidoff. So, Barry, tell us about this cigar. It's the cigar of the year. All right. It's a B big deal. The B.G. Meyer Standard Issue was introduced in 2014. B.G. Meyer Standard Issue is a collaboration between Camacho Cigars, Davidoff, and Rob Weiss, who is a Hollywood producer and director most known for Entourage. B.G. Meyer embodies the aspirations of those on the journey to live a legendary life. The breath of a man's spirit rests in his passion for adventure. A life of merit is not measured by one's accomplishments, but rather the road traveled to get there. The B.G. Meyer Company celebrates that legendary journey and the extraordinary men forging their own paths. Wow, this is long. Yeah, you wrote, you wrote it, <laughs> yeah. baby. And while, while you're reading it, uh, train wreck Dave Garofalo over here, slamming his chair into everything. Okay, sorry. Embracing the unknown in the search of meaning, excitement, and fulfillment. And the freedom they find discovering it. The cigar features a Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and the filler is Corojo 99, and fillers from Ometempe and Esteli in Nicaragua. 
The Cigar of the Year measures 6x50 and has an MSRP of 869 869 the Cigar of the Year. This is, uh, it has a little sleeve on it. You slide the little sleeve off with the double band on it and this piece of uh, parchment paper. It's a parchment paper, and there's also a foot band underneath it. Yes. We have so to make sure we take that off before we officially cut and light the cigar of the year. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And this is an excellent cigar and well-deserving of the Cigar of the Year. Once again, my apologies to the people that didn't make it, the cigar, other cigar brands that didn't end up making it. Uh, there can only be one, unfortunately. There can only be one. There's never been a tie. We try to say, okay, this is it. So this is it. There's a, uh, there's a raisin sauce that is uh, very citrusy. It's got an orange juice base to it that goes on ham in a very traditional ham supper that my mom would make us as kids. She would make this raisin sauce, and that is what I'm getting on the pre-light. None of us know what this raisin sauce is that your mother makes. Uh, Barrett's it's absolutely I, no help I believe, to any of us. I believe your finger slipped <laughs> and hit the wrong sound effect. <laughs> I believe that to be the case. You're right. I probably meant this one because I'm getting a nice coffee, a little bit of nuttiness. Well, you already lit your cigar with the Vertigo Champ 29.99 quad flame. So this is in between lighter. a table lighter and a, and a regular lighter. It's awful big for one to carry in your pocket. We like to call this in the industry a tweener. Tweener. It's in between both. And uh, just amazing at $29 with the red flame so you can see it. Yeah. If you if you got to force them, you're out there in the golf course or something, you bring this in, you're, you're, you're all set for the month. You're out on the golf course right now. You are a manlier man than I am. You also have a snowblower in your back pocket. If and, you lived uh, around here. And you're not playing with white balls. Right. Because <laughs> it would get lost. You're going to have some snow. color to it, a pink yes. one or a yellow one. Get lost in the snow. I, Barry I am, Stein. I am so biting my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Stein. Just wow. We're going to get an email about so, that. What color balls do you prefer? Well, I'm a pink guy. I like fabulous. I like a pink. Ball. So we filled up our cigar of the year plaque with 23 spaces on it. We have to go get a new plaque, but we do have a trophy that we give out each and every year. And what I try to do is present it to them. Um, last week, I the week before, I took a flight down to Tampa, Florida, where I met the people from J.C. Newman. But real close to where they are, the day I landed, I went directly from the airport directly to see the folks at Davidoff to give them the award, which I did. So uh, Barry will put some pictures up there uh, of, of the award that I gave out. And uh, they were very, very happy to see it. And um, they want to come on the show. Um, when I say they, uh, I mean uh, Rob Weiss, <coughs> who I've never met before. But um, we'll have um, the folks from from there. Come when on. you when you went in, did you just go up to the secretary and say, "I'm David Garofalo. I'm here to see Jim Young. I'd like to present this award to him." I walked in with the trophy, which is kind of it's a big glass trophy. Uh, so I walked in with it, and they said, "Oh my goodness!" As soon as I walked in there, and then some people came out, and uh, the next thing you know. I didn't even have to announce anything. I walked in with an award. Boom. And uh, the party began. 
And then uh, we went from there to uh, smoking a few cigars and talking. And then they said, you want to go out to dinner? And, of course, we went out to dinner and we went to uh, Ocean Prime. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was worth the price of admission alone. I'll tell and you, that uh, Ocean Prime place is off the chart. And that was, a, uh, I believe, a Wednesday night that I went. Jam-packed. Um, smoking outdoors, which is not a problem there in, in, in that area. Uh, they had heaters outside and everything anyway, but we stayed till midnight. The place was jam-packed, uh, people having a great time. Nobody has a problem with the cigars no. at all. They sell them there. It's awesome. awesome. You, you ever go to – you're in the, in the Tampa area. Actually, that's not even Tampa. That's called um, Pinellas Park. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Pinellas Park, Florida. That's Tampa. Uh, it's across that long, long bridge. And uh, check out Ocean Prime. It's wow. that the menu is so impressive. It's difficult to pick. You, I, I said to the waiter, I don't, I don't know what to pick. You, you pick it for me. Yeah. And the waiter was like, we, we don't really do that here. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> You're getting the most expensive thing when you ask for that, you know? So, uh, that's our cigar right now. Uh, BG Meyer standard issue. And, um, from what I understand that coming out with uh, some other BG Myers coming out. Maybe you have that information. Uh, no, you, 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 you're one step ahead of us on that one from uh, from being down ah, there. Okay. But uh, I have no public information yet regarding right. that cigar. So there is no information. So, so I, you I, just let the cat out I of the I let bag. the cat out nice of the Nice job. This is the standard issue. Uh, the next one will be called something different. It'll be BG Meyer also, but it'll be a different blend Maybe called something different. Not so standard. Not issue. so standard. It's a, no, I think it was... I think it started with a G. I have it in my notes somewhere, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm not. Well, way I'm to be prepared, sure not, guys. I've been on vacation this week. No, I'm, pretty, I'm not around you guys dropping the ball on me. No, I'm pretty sure I was asked not to even bring this up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, well, Tom, I'm pretty sure of that. Tom Reiner's listening. Yes. So, uh, Tom, he's sorry. Well, Tom, congratulations. Uh, there's a company, the Davidoff folks. I mean, talk about hit after hit after hit. I mean, not only did they did, did they hit it out of the ballpark with Davidoff Nicaragua, not only did they take Camacho into a whole new level, what they did, we're just seeing the new launch of Avo that just happened in yep. here and the displays and everything that goes along with it and the marketing and everything that goes. And then this very quiet brand, BG Meyer, not a lot of eyes and attention on, light it up. There should be a lot of attention on this cigar. Yeah. It's an unbelievable $8 cigar. It's unbelievable. Uh, listen, they haven't been doing much wrong. They're, they're kitting it out of the ballpark. There's been a lot of changes at Davidoff. You folks can see it. The consumer can see. Wow, what's this thing? with everything They must they, have they an touch? unbelievable advisory board. They do. They do. They really do. I'm just saying, like, they must be pulling from some the, the people best, in the know. The best uh, retailers <clears throat> in the country uh, meet with them a couple times a year, and uh, obviously they're listening, and they're, they're making the right move. I don't know if we have anything to do with it, but listen, they, they're hitting it out of the ballpark. Congratulations to everybody there at Davidoff. You're doing nothing wrong. I mean, the, the stuff they're putting out and uh, everything that goes along with it is fantastic. I think this is almost like, uh, you know, not a lot of talk on this brand. So I hope this begins a lot of talk on it. Pay attention to this. Take a look at it. I don't know Rob Weiss. I don't know him at all. Never met the guy in my life. You're not friends with him on Facebook? I don't even think so. No. No, because you were saying he says funny things and stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. So he's awesome. I don't know. And, and you see me going through Facebook anyway. Yeah, you're completely useless. <laughs> what I do want to do before I meet Rob is I want to I want to check out Entourage. I believe it, there's episodes on uh, Netflix or Hulu. So yeah, and there's to, a movie coming out too, Entourage the movie. I'm gonna have to check that out. And I, I you know, he wrote it, but I understand that 
one of the actors in there, he was supposed to be the actor and he declined from doing it, but the actor is playing him in it. No kidding. You know, of a, of a guy that went to school to learn to be a writer or whatever. And this is that person's character. And the guy hits it right on the, right on the nose from what I have read, but I don't know anything about them, but we'll have them on the show and we'll have them up here and, uh, We'll see what that's all about. Uh, Dylan Austin, who uh, put it together with um, with Rob, Rob and, and did, is the uh, guy always in the background or something. He shouldn't be in the background. He should be in the front. Uh, he's the one I handed the trophy to, well-deserving. Um, we'll have Dylan up here also. I've known him for quite a while, and he's, uh, he's doing some amazing things. So uh, congratulations to everybody there at Davidoff. BG Maya standard issue, the cigar of the year. Not these are the ones. This is the one. A little note about Dylan, just from the blogger side of things. Dylan's one of the better people in the industry (laughs) to work with in getting information about some cigars. And he's always been very forthcoming. So he's truly a gentleman. So I just want to throw that out there. Well, did a great job anyway. So it's time to take a peek into the asylum right now, if we're ready for that, Barry Stein, with crazy news from the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. Asylum Cigars take no prisoners. Dimitrina Dimitrova, 29 years old, lost her balance while jumping up and down from excitement after accepting her boyfriend's marriage proposal. She then fell over a cliff, dropped 65 feet, suffered a heart attack, and unfortunately died. The wedding date has now been postponed, but they do remain on the registry at Linens and Things, Eastern Mountain Sports, and Parachutes, etc. That's insane. (laughs) That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away. True story. Uh-huh. They're coming story. to take me away. Ho, ho, he, Google it. Uh, Google it. Where life is That'd make a viral video if somebody had a video of that. Yeah, it would. So don't get all excited. You get proposed to. People get proposed to on the Super Bowl, at the Super Bowl, and things like that. Don't fall off the edge and... The, the, issue, the issue was the boyfriend picked the perfect spot on the edge of this cliff. And she just was not aware after the proposal happened. She kind of just freaked out and, oops. Were there, were there any witnesses to her jumping in da- up and down? Did he maybe, like, have second thoughts and push, push her? her? Ah. Yes. Did she already have the ring? Did the ring go down with her? Or did these he are say, all, oh, these are all the- great questions. Yeah. I don't know. The story seems a little incomplete. Do some investigating <laughs> on that and find out that he was the murderer. Yes. He murdered her. Do some investigation she, like Barry tried to to find out when my birthday was. Dead women don't tell stories. <clears throat> that's true. So that's you true. don't know. And he tells the story of, I just proposed to her and she fell off the cliff because she was so happy. But the truth is that he took her up there to break up with her. And she said, if you break up with me, I'm going to tell on you. And he said, oh, yeah. And he pushed her off the cliff. And that's what really happened. Huh? Make a nice Columbo. If he was still around, <laughs> Peter Falk. <Yeah. laughs> Just one more question, please. There we go. So, 
Mr. Jonathan, you're struggling over there with the cough, but you got a little in you for uh, a um, mailbag? Yeah. That's something? <clears throat> Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. Get mail. Get mail. Get mail. You've right. got mail. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with this. One. No, we're going to go with this one. We got a lot of mailbags. We got a lot of mailbags yeah. here. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Thanks for this weekly effort, boys. I'm from Danvers, Massachusetts. Hey, local boy. Uh, one of the 1923 Cigar Club crew that comes north to visit the Two Guys Seabrook location. Thanks to Adam and Terry uh, there for being great hosts. Part of what makes this hobby enjoyable for me, similar to red wine or whiskey, is learning about what's new or what's changing and how we can maximize the experience. Each and every week, the Cigar Authority provides new information, ideas, and things worth being excited about. Here's my question. I keep my humidor in my basement, and through the help of PG jars and Boveda packs, Mr. Jonathan, you need to give these a shot, uh, no chance. I'm able to keep the humidity around 66 to 67 at this time of year, which is, that's very good, by the very way. Very good. Uh, the problem is the number on the right of my digital hygrometer, the temperature. This time of year, my cigars are being stored around 45 degrees Fahrenheit, and I suspect the concern is significant or frequent temperature changes. I don't get that. Uh, but what concerns me is should I have my cigars be stored in that cool of a temperature? That is awfully cool. And these are in his house? In his basement. 45 degrees. It's a little cold. What I would suggest is wrapping a towel around the humidor, kind of like a blanket. How, how, to, how about bringing it upstairs? Or bring it upstairs. If, he could have steam heat, and he could have steam. Um, I'm surprised vents. he's getting that kind of humidity out of 40-degree temperature. It's too cold. 45 degrees, that's chilly. Um, I don't have a problem getting into the 60s. <clears throat> I don't know that 45 is all that bad. The issue is going to be if you try to light a cigar that's 45 degrees and you instantly bring the temperature up with the with a lighter, you're going to split your wrapper. So yeah. you're going to have some problem getting that cigar to acclimate. It'll take a couple of hours every yeah. time you go to light it. That's my issue with it. You know, the ideal is 70-70, and everybody concentrates so much on that 70% humidity and give no attention. If the cigar humidity dropped to 40 percent the guy'd be freaking out right the temperature reaches 40 percent yeah i don't know if i even have a problem here well sure you do you think 45 is that bad 40s man geez how cold is your refrigerator uh yeah 36 37 42 42 is a refrigerator you wouldn't put the cigars in the refrigerator. You wouldn't put your cigars in the refrigerator because it's frost-free. And it's dehumidified. Right. It's, it has nothing to do with the temperature. It's not as bad, but it's relative, and I'm surprised you're getting the humidity up there. That's an impressive humidity uh, if, uh, if, that's, if that's the case. Yeah. Also, he has some suggestions for uh, show ideas because you asked, apparently. I didn't mean it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name is Adam Churchill. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear says, everything. Uh, if you guys were to go to Tampa for the weekend, yeah, uh, or e Miami, or even NYC, uh, where would you go if you were going to make this a cigar weekend? This is a show idea. Don't answer yet. Uh, cigar clubs. Do you know of any? What are the benefits of being in one? Are there opportunities for clubs to connect with a cigar retailer? The 1923 Club has only been in existence since the fall, but I, I would have thought since 1923, but that would be me. Anything worth discussing there? Uh, interview... Cigar retail employees. 
how about a 10 minute segment talking with the guys and helping us that help us pick out our sticks again i'll turn to adam and terry i'd love to hear you interview them oh, about the God. cigars they like best and the things that make them passionate about working in the industry due to fcc regulations <laughs> i don't think we can have adam or terry on <laughs> yeah. uh, and he comments he comments that his favorite line of the year which i believe you said I don't have outfits because I'm a man. That's right. You guys kill me. Thanks for the hard work. Signed, Adam Churchill. Adam Churchill. So I've been a retailer my whole cigar life, basically, of 30 years. Cigar clubs and how they can associate with <laughs> retailers and stuff. If you want to have your club meeting. Well, we have a club. We do? We have Cigar of the Month Club. But oh, we the get, issue is it's you, you don't know the other guys in the club. Now, if you had, say, seven or eight buddies that you guys got together once a week, uh, you get four cigars a month so you could meet once a week and smoke the cigar and talk about one you know, one a week. It's not a bad way okay. to go. It's a, a way of the different cigars, and here you get it, and you get a little write-up of each one right. of what happens, Cigar of the Month Club. But um, – Certainly, if you ever wanted to, I don't know how many members you have. Does it say how many members there are? It does not. If there's a whole bunch of them, I mean, we've got a little function area or something, we can have a little get-together. Or uh, you all can go to Cigar School. We're just coming up on March 20th, March I think. March 20th. So, yeah, yeah, March 20th. It's a Friday night. Uh, this will be the second time we did this, that um, we get about uh, 40 people. Uh, you pay $12 to go to cigar school. It lasts about two and a half hours. And uh, we take you through uh, not a 101, but a, maybe a 401 type of thing. You're going to walk out of there. I don't care if you've been smoking cigars for 30 years like me uh, or you're brand new to it. You're going to walk out and you're going to know a lot of information about cigars. And you will enjoy the next cigar you smoke way more than you ever have before. I'll tell because you. Because what you learned. Chucky Bang Bang, one of our customers over in Seabrook. For some reason, every customer that's a regular in Seabrook has another name why other than he, their real name. Why is he called Chucky Bang Bang? That's just what they call him. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got Johnny lighter no, over I there has to do with shooting somebody or something. He probably he was in the military he's not a dude you want to mess with uh but he attended and he's been smoking cigars 40 years and he said i've been smoking cigars for 40 years wrong and he has nothing but good things to say about cigar school so yes he i was surprised he was there yes he was because you, you look at somebody quiet. like that and they you know they've been smoking cigars for so long you would just assume maybe they know how to cut and light a cigar and if you ever watch him smoke a cigar before, you would But it's know. even the tasting of a cigar that somebody says, yeah, it tastes like tobacco to me, and you know, I can't taste these things. It's because you lit it wrong. You cut it wrong, you lit it wrong, you scorched it, you're, you're tasting you know, the burnt tobacco is what you're tasting. Again, it's not something it really wouldn't work so much over the radio, right? I mean, you got to be here. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it. You, you, you've got to be here. So uh, if you're interested in Cigar School, um, just contact Two Guys <laughs> Smoke Shop, and it's going to be 5.30 p.m. on March 20th. And uh, you come up, spend a couple hours with me, and we'll go through a little slideshow presentation. And as, as I say, you're going to cut light and smoke a cigar along with me. And you're going to start tasting, tasting. And after you leave, that's the, the magic of what happens here is cigars taste way better to you after that point. They certainly because do. Because you understood it. So anyway, new cigars hitting the shelf, Barry Stein. What do you got? Well, it was a busy this week this week. And uh, each week we share the newest cigars to arrive at all Two Guys Smoke Shop locations as well as twoguyscigars.com. And this week those editions are the Nesta Miranda collection has arrived in both the Connecticut and Habano versions of the brand. 
Made it to My Father Factory in Nicaragua. These cigars are medium-bodied and complex. Although My Father Factory didn't blend the natural on that. Who our, blended Our that? very own Barry Stein no, 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 blended no, 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 that no, no, one. No comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that they'll be too happy with you letting the cat out of the bag. But, um, it doesn't say anything in my show notes, and I'm supposed to be quiet about that. And usually when you want me to be quiet, Barry, you write it. Barry Stein touched that a bit. There was something there. There was something going on. I, I could taste it, a familiar flavor. <laughs> we all- we also received the Azon White Premium line, which is made by Roberto Duran Cigars and has origin, origins in Cuba, where it was founded in 1928. It had origins there. Oh, thank you. Origins, thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that Brooklyn, cigar, by the way, yeah. I was at Shed Night last night. Yeah. As we do the last Friday of every month, a couple of us meet up in my buddy's shed and we smoke cigars and drink rum and How was have it a temperature good time. wise? Do other things. It was it, okay. It was actually okay. We got heat in the shed now. Um, but Azan White made an appearance. Really? Well, yeah. the, the cigar features a Corojo wrapper from Ecuador and Nicaragua binder and fillers. Also from Roberto Duran cigars are the Roberto Duran premium line. Uh, the cigar features an Ecuador Habano Corojo with binder from Nicaragua and fillers from Nicaragua and what the company calls other Latin America countries. Avo Cigars has relaunched with a subtle yet classy redesign, and the cigars have arrived. The XO, Domain, Heritage, and Classic have landed two guys with a new lower MSRP. Also, Skip Martin and Mike Rosales' Roma Craft Cigars are now available at all two guys' locations, including twoguyscigars.com, the Cro-Magnum, and the Aquitaine, and you'll be able to learn more about these cigars via reviews this week on The Cigar Authority. Okay, I've been hearing a lot about those little brands, and uh, fine. we actually interviewed him way back. Way back. Um, on a rooftop. Yes, you had the, the recorder with you. At, at a Drew Estates uh, trade show party. Party, and um, we, he didn't even have the cigar really out at that time, but it was the Cro-Magnon. Yep. Here, you guys want to try this cigar and interview me? And I said, Sure. And we tried the cigar and interviewed him. And How about you ask yourself the questions? Because I don't know what the hell know. you're talking right. about. I had no idea what the cigar was. Well, the so. trademark of the company is Rustic Primal Strong. So these are full-bodied cigars. I'm out. You're going to have to do the review on that one, Barry. But, but this is his own little factory and everything. It's yeah, not it's like his he's, own factory right in Esteli. Yeah, it's not like he's having a different manufacturer produce a cigar. What kind Small. of person? I mean, talk about being all in. You go and you're going to have a cigar made. You could go to, oh, 150 different factories that already exist. They already make cigars. They already source tobacco. This guy jumps all in and makes his own factory. He's probably not growing tobacco. No, they have their own farms. Mike Rosales um, had, really? it, had it first. I think he had a small farm, but they are buying, I'm sure, a significant amount of tra- uh, tobacco. He used to work for Dell. He retired from Dell. He worked. Uh, he was with the Navy. He's a former seaman, which you might like. And uh, wow, he just went all in, like you said, with the cigars. <laughs> I got three. I got three bells today. It's my freaking birthday. Can we lay off the gay jokes just for one day? Is that at all possible? Giggity. I'm just looking uh, forward to you blowing out the candles. There we go. All right, well, enough of this. I'm a biter, just letting you know. Let's go. Let's go, let's go to break. <laughs> this is getting ugly. Let's go to break. And uh, when we come back, Bad News Barry will give us all the uh, cigar news that's going on. Uh, we still have Old Fat Freddy. Oh, God, help us. Um, 
And uh, is he prepared or not prepared for the Super Bowl? Uh, we're going to uh, – I don't know what I'm looking at here. I'm not sure either. That's it. We'll get ready for the Super Bowl of the Pats. Announce the, I don't know what I'm looking at here. but uh, oh, my, you were planning originally on announcing the Cigar of the Year in the second segment of the second uh, hour. That's it. And you just didn't change well, your write-up. Anyway, bad news, Barry. The best tweets of the week, some mailbags, the aging room, and lots more. Stick around, everybody. We're smoking the Cigar of the Year. It's B.G. Meyer, standard issue. We're going to be back in minutes. This is the Cigar Authority live from Two Guys in Salem. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This it's a little bit of Jake is the Cigar Authority. And Faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shut your In. And out of the cigar industry. So I, I hit the so wrong thing. You pressed the wrong button. Premature affiliation. This is how Chuck keeps his job. Yeah. Gentleman Chuck Morrison listening live, laughing right now and saying, you got me again next week for <laughs> sure. at Barry. Yes. Sorry, he gives me 10%. We're good. There we go. <laughs>
So what is that, $2? There we go. Yeah, basically. There we go. So we're smoking the B.G. Meyer standard issue. I was asking, would you consider this a Maduro? It's a dark wrap cigar, although it's not called the Maduro. It is definitely dark. What are they saying the wrapper is now? You know what? I had it, and I put it aside because we were done with it. We're never done. Never but done. it is a Habano wrapper. Um, it's listed as a Habano wrapper, but it kind of looks obscuro. Yeah, Habano obscuro. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's pretty dark. Uh, Mr. Jonathan saying a little dry. It's a little on the dry side, whereas if not, it was... Not dry, it needs more moisture. Correct. But a dry tastes like a dry wine. Like a Yeah, if you have a, there's some wines that are drier, there's some wines that are sweeter. Maduro classically is adds a sweet component, and this is adding a dry component, so that lends me to believe that it's just a wrapper that started off dark. You know, obviously sun-grown, yeah. aged, so it did darken, but I don't, I don't believe it has gone through a full Maduro process. This is the one I, you know, when you you barbecue and you burn the the meat a little bit. Oh yeah, it's called burnt ends. If you have like a brisket, this is what you have here, right? Mm -hmm. This is a burnt end brisket. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, caramelized a little bit, a little burnt. I like it. I'm digging it. I was digging it all the way through. So why is it the cigar of the year of all the contenders, the great cigars that were on there? Uh, it comes down to everything combined that ends up happening of people rebuying the cigar, of the staff, uh, all our experts. We have 15 different experts that work with us um, and, and discuss what it is. And we watch what they can smoke, whatever they want, also. Yeah. And what they end up relighting and, and uh, what the consumer ends up relighting. Probably the most interactive cigar of the year, as far as the staff goes. Uh, I have. I think it's because they listen to the show now every week in the stores. Yeah. And they were all into it. That's all we talked about when the cigar, the, the um, contenders pack was released. Everybody was talking about it, and I'm watching the staff all smoke through them. Yes. But then, again, like you said, watching what they re-smoked. And they have to key a button in the computer because they can take a cigar out for them to smoke, and we watch what they end up smoking. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to and smoke an Atabay all the time. Would there be a problem? He is fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they're supposed to bounce around on exactly. purpose. Uh, but we see them going to this a lot. You see consumers going to it a lot. Uh, you see people coming and buying a couple of singles, coming back the next time and buying a whole box. They have told us a lot by doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. They kind of voted with their wallet at that point. We took lots of votes in. We put so much into this. This is not just... Um, like a magazine would pick a cigar of the year and you have two people smoking the cigars supposedly blindly or whatever um, and saying, okay, this is this is the one. Uh, so much goes into this, uh, more than anybody that puts out a cigar of the year. It's not me. It's not Barry. It's not you. It's everybody combined into coming up with this. So uh, I'm, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's a uh, great way to do it, give you everything we have this to, is to come up with. a it. little reminiscent of... I think it was it two years ago that Atabay was the cigar of the year? That's correct. Yeah. All right. So that year you had a $20 cigar in there. That was the Atabay. And everything else was but somewhere between $8 and $12. Yeah. And this year, nothing in the in the pack was over $13. Right. Debonair was the most expensive. Debonair, Debonair was, was the most expensive at 13 And then you've got cigars in there that are super low for five Four or five dollars. Yeah. And this coming in just under $9. Really, it's kind of that Atabay-esque type thing. I mean, it's almost double the price of Azan. 
I would say and this still is, gets if you, if you want to pick a high end cigar that it would most be similar, I would say more like the Byron, uh, especially the 19th century Byron. I wasn't comparing it yeah. to Atabe flavor wise, just comparing the experience of this year's cigar of the year versus you know, I haven't had that many ex that much experience well, with it. The past two years, they were also milder <laughs> cigars. This is something that's like medium plus. It's almost near full body, but it's not quite past medium. Yeah, yeah. See, I find it to be just straight down the middle medium, right? Just exact. If I was going to say, somebody says to me, give me something that's exactly medium, to me, that's standard issue. If you but, don't retrohale, I 100% agree with that. Well, you I know, don't retrohale. Right. So this is coming out of Honduras? That is correct. Typically, I find Honduran cigars to start more aggressive and then mile down with this one builds up in strength. It starts medium and then goes to medium plus, my personal opinion to what it is. Uh, I like it right from the from the get-go, and as it's picking up, and I don't like cigars to be strong, but as it's picking up, it subtly gets stronger and stronger to me, which is, doesn't become a problem because it's inched little by little that it, that it gets a little stronger. Uh, we have a winner here, folks. Uh, B.G. Meyer, Standard Issue, the Cigar of the Year, 2014. What will 2015 bring? Cigars are already starting to come in. Uh, we're, I'm hearing from different manufacturers of different things they're having coming in, and uh, it's going to be another big year. Can you imagine if the embargo ends up lifting this year, add, adding that to the mix? Of what it can possibly be so it's time for a new plaque anyway well i would love for the embargo to be lifted and to have uh, a cuban in the blind taste test right the wouldn't the issue be with cuban cigars that they're all old you got nothing in their whole portfolio that's not at least five years old bahike being the newest no they come out with something new uh the one with the v on it uh, with the green and red band, uh, Ver Veroso. Yeah, it had a really strange, longer name. Um, we mentioned it. I think one of us mentioned it when we were trying to guess the uh, aficionado list. Yeah, yeah, Verosus, something like mm -hmm. that. That Nelson actually created. Nelson Alfonso created that band and packaging. That for wasn't it. just a it's line so, extension. No, of no, else? that was new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they, they, you know, never more than thirty-three brands, right. and something goes away, and something gets added. I think right now they're at that. They're at 29 brands, so you can expect a few new ones okay. to come in. Uh, I know just, uh, what are we, just a couple weeks away from the Havana Festival uh, where they normally release something new, although he told me I think it's going to be a Romeo and Juliet extension or something that he's putting together for that. Um, one of these days, we've got to have Nelson on, uh, not as the creator of Atabe and Byron and Bandolero, but bring him on as... Um, the Habanos guy and uh, the creator of all just talk Cuban cigars. I know he doesn't like to talk about that when he's talking about his stuff, right? And crisscross and stuff, but bring him on uh, just for that. So, anyway, uh, we got uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison is at the Super Bowl, and um, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. When the Patriots win, when they win, not if they win, when they win, uh, he's going to be bringing in Garofalo cigars in there. Pay attention in the locker room. If they light up a cigar, you'll see a white band on it with a G on it. It's Garofalo. It sounds just like my last name, Garofalo. <laughs> it rhymes with it, actually. It does rhyme with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting how that works. Uh, and we'll see if we can get that to happen. Wouldn't that be awesome if it ends up happening? But uh, right now, let's go to Bad News Barry with some uh, cigar news. 
Well, last week we reported on the show that Virginia was looking at a 600% increase in cigar taxes. This week that bill was shelved, which means there will be no increase in 2015. Amen. Beautiful. In Ohio, the American Lung Association is pushing the state to tax cigars the same way that cigarettes are taxed. If the state caves to that pressure, it could make the tax on a single stick 225 or more. Ugh. For our friends in Canada, Rudy, Los Cumbres Tobacco, which is the maker of Senorio, secured distribution uh, via House of Horvath, a bill that was introduced in Nebraska that would allow the resumption of smoking in cigar shops and cigar bars advanced this week with a 7 nothing vote. It now goes to the full legislature where it will be deba debated and voted on. Also in Washington State, a bill to reintroduce cigar smoking in cigar lounges, where it has been illegal for the last three years, passed its first hurdle, 9 nothing. Good, good, good. The city of South Hadley, Massachusetts, will hold a meeting at the town hall to discuss raising the tobacco age to 21 this week. And Watertown, Massachusetts, passed a bill that will raise the tobacco purchase age to 21 in 2016. Well, the kids are doing it. Uh, we've seen in the past that the Board of Health has passed smoking laws in various municipalities. This week, the state of West Virginia has stripped the Board of Health from the ability to pass and make laws. Nice. Barry, let me ask you a question here yes. to interrupt. So if they, if a city passes a law that says you have to be 21 to purchase tobacco products, right. is the smoking age still 18? No, it's 21. Smoking it's age. It's to purchase and consume. I would How think can, that that has to be written like that. It's purchasing age. You could go right over yeah. the state well, border. Mo most, and of the, most, most of the articles are written as the smoking age becomes 21. And then it goes on to say in the paragraph, you must be at least 21 to purchase and to consume tobacco products. So if you live in, this, in, the, in that city right. and your friend lives across the street mm -hmm. in the next city, can you go in his house and smoke a cigar? Yeah, that I don't know. You're in the other city. I would say that you just cross the border and you buy it in the other city. Well, I'm not talking about buying it. Right. So your friend's got a cigar. It's, it's illegal to actually, it's illegal for a 20-year-old in that city to smoke a cigar. And the city next door, that 20-year-old can walk over to that city. Or because he lives in that city, where his license says he's from that city, he can't have it. That, I, I'd still, have to defer to a lawyer. He still get it. But the point no, is, what's the law? The law in the city that you're in, I would say it's to. It can't be to consume. It's got to be to buy. No, it would have to be the city you're in because, like, if you look at seatbelt laws and and there's no seatbelt law here in New Hampshire, but if you drive into Massachusetts with no seatbelt, you're subjected to their laws. Right. So but if I'm if I'm a 20 year old living here in Salem, New Hampshire, and I went to Watertown, Mass. With my cigars that I bought in Salem, New Hampshire, and I went to Watertown, Mass, and I'm walking down the street, and I light up a cigar. You'd be breaking the law. And it's a, can I see a license? And you should show them your license and says, you're 20 years old. You broke the law. You're not old enough to smoke here. Right. That, that would be a violation of the law. It's up to the person's, it's your responsibility to know the laws of where you're at. Of, of a city. Of a city, of a state, That's of a country. Uh, yes. I would love to see somebody sack up and say that they get rid of the ignorance of the law is no excuse. End of story. You get a written warning and now you're in the database and now you know the law and now you're responsible for it. But the rest of it. 
I'd like to think that most police officers would give you the benefit of the doubt, seeing that your ID shows you're from another state. City. Tell you, the or, next city. Or city. Saying it's illegal here, please put that out and give you a warning. Okay, so I'm in my car. I'm from Salem, New Hampshire. I'm in my car. I put a cigar. I light a cigar, and I'm driving down the road. And I'm on 93, and I go down, and I cross the border in Watertown, and the cop pulls me over, and I got a cigar in my mouth. And he says, what did I pull you over for? He says, you're smoking a cigar. Let me see your license. You're 20. You're not old enough. You're in the city. They just drove through. That's not reason enough for them to pull you over. But- Okay, the taillights broke. They right. pull you over. Your taillights broke. You're not old enough to be smoking. You're smoking in the car. I'll be write you a ticket for that. You've got to be kidding me. Well, in Florida this week, they just also introduced a law where if you have anybody under the age of 18 in your car, you cannot smoke in your car. And I know a couple of sales managers in various cigar companies who take their kids to swimming practice or whatever, and they're smoking in the car with their kid. I should go the directly part to of jail. Their heritage. I would be in jail now. I've been smoking cigars all her life. My God. Go ahead. California has a new bill in the state legislature that if passed will raise the tobacco age from 18 to 21 in the entire state. It will be. It's written to actually in my notes to smoke tobacco as well as the purchase age from 18 to 21. How old do you got to be to buy marijuana legally and smoke it? Don't know. This is 18. My God. And the following trademarks were registered this week on the tobacco. While these are usually filed as an intent to use, they will not necessarily make it to the tobacco shelves of your local retailer. Castaneda Habana Cigars was registered this week by Castaneda Cigars, LLC. We reached out to our friend Renee Castaneda and found out this registration is by Arian Castaneda, the grandson of the Cuban Castaneda family. However, Renee Castaneda, formerly of La Aurora and Miami Cigars, owns the Castaneda trademark in the USA with La Aurora, and pretty sure this will not see the light of day, at least here in the U.S. Uh, Cashmere and Notorious was registered by AKA Cigars. Swisher Sweets, Drew Estate, LLC, registered Barn Smoker. Gunslinger Cigars, which is available at twoguyscigars.com, registered Witch Doctor. And Olivero Cigars registered Boutique Blends, Black Knight, and White Knight. And lastly, Two Guys Smoke Shop registered Red Anchor. Red Anchor. You got anything to say on that, or will there be a future press release down the road? Uh, I'll tell you, uh, Red Anchor is something I, I registered a long time ago, and, it, and thanks to you catching uh, the registration in the wrong number. Category. Wrong category. Wrong category or something. It's been sitting out there um, and asking. For more information, more information, uh, Red Anchor was the first boutique cigar ever from 1770. It was Red Anchor c- uh, Cigar Store that was the first cigar store ever to open up to sell cigars to the public um, in, in Delft, Holland. And they later came out with their own brand, which a boutique <laughs> is a cigar, is a product sold by a boutique. A little store, right? So any boutique really has to come from a store. That's who puts boutique. We use that. We throw that name around boutique, meaning small. A small company is a boutique, but a boutique is actually a store. So this was a store that came out with their own brand called Red Anchor in 1770, the first cigar store and the first boutique cigar ever. And hopefully, 
my trademark at that point. And um, I've been working with people uh, in Holland uh, in abouts on this for the past couple of years, but we actually don't want to put it out until the trademark is approved and everything's all set. So we'll see what happens with it. That's the news this week. Okay. So uh, why don't we do the tweets? Let's do the best tweet of the week. Brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars. That's right. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. This would be where the drum roll happens. Thank you. No <laughs> Interrupts doctor. So let's say I do wash these pills down with, say, eight beers. There yeah, we go. Was, I was waiting punchline. for the punchline. Like, that, where was the punchline? That was the punchline. Tupac has been dead for 18 years and is still making albums, but you can't text me back? Here we go. <laughs> Do you think Twitter knows if you've been drinking or not based on your posts? Because I do. Bad news. I stepped in gum. Good news. It still had flavor. Oh, yeah. And I have two. There's two best tweets of the week, so don't end the segment just yet. This is best tweet number one. She said there's no difference between turkey bacon and regular bacon, and now I'm supposed to just forget about it. That's best tweet number one. And the other best tweet was, uh, how do you turn a dishwasher into a snowblower? You hand the bitch a shovel. Oh, no! Oh, no! (laughs) Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled N2Bar the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every every time. time. That's just wrong. That's wrong in so many ways. Because your wife listens to the show and mine doesn't. I'm against that, Laurie. I didn't think that was nice at all. (laughs) You laughed. Yeah. (laughs) You laughed. You laughed, you cried. <laughs> All right, so uh, mailbags. We're getting so many mailbags. Uh, let's get to another one of them. If you if you have a question for us, you have something to say, we'd love to burning hear Burning desire. Go on to thecigarauthority.com, hit the contact us thing, and let us and hear it. Coincidentally, the following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Barry, you've mentioned several times on the show how much you love Peruvian tobacco. I'm always trying to expand my palate. I'm interested in trying some new cigars with Pelo de Oro Leaf. Can you please tell me some of your favorite cigars with a Peruvian component? Cheers, Joe from Portland, Oregon. Good question. Keep up the good work with the show, guys. I learn so much every week. Well, Joe, thank you for writing to us. So, Barron's Good question. Well, for me, the first cigar that I ever smoked that had Pelo de Oro was the My Father Limited Edition, which came out in 2011. Um, sadly, that cigar is no longer available as most limited editions disappear. Uh, but some other cigars that stand out as a showcase of Pelo de Oro uh, would be La Verite 2009 from Tatuaje, which is available to cigars.com. And Camacho Ecuador has a nice uh, Pelo de Oro profile to it as well. And finally, uh, our friend John Carney from the Florida Dominicana, who listens to the show on a regular basis, he's sending us a box of a Pelo de Oro Puro no for kidding. us to smoke called wow. NAS, N-A-S. Puro? Puro Pelo de Oro. I, I bet you it's not going to be very good. 
as much as I love that tobacco, I don't see it being very good either. But you it, want it as a component, right? Right. It's because it has a very distinct uh, flavor. You you must have been through those tasting seminars where they give you one type of tobacco yep. and they have you try it, and then you go through the second to third. Yeah, it's like gross, it's grosser, even yeah. grosser. And then, oh, it's together. good all together. Yeah. And the reason why so many companies don't use Pelo de Oro is it's very susceptible to blue mold. Yeah. So if those cigars get infected, chances are a lot of the tobacco around it will become infected as well. They don't even bother growing it. Right. My father kind of perfected the growing of it recently by growing it on a hill so the water drained away on the other side from oh. the plants. And some other companies have begun following that. Yeah, and we're starting to see trade it. secrets. Nice we're job. We're starting to see it now in other companies' yeah. uh, products. Ah. Uh, we got one more mailbag here from Jaron McKinney. I just wanted to bang this one out real quick. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. I just wanted to be a gentleman and thank Mr. Jonathan and Barry for accepting my friend request on Facebook promptly. Nice. I would like to thank the Blizzard of 2015 for allowing David to have time to finally accept my friend request. <laughs> oh, After I waited patiently for six months, that is nice. all. Thank Jaren you. McKinney. Now, I'll tell you what the secret is. You want David I to accept your friend request right away? Have your profile picture be with you and a cigar in your mouth. I don't get to these things because I'm busy all day long. And I you did. are so full of it. I had you're on Facebook three times a day posting, posting. and you read and it's right there. And I know you've got a but here's the thing. So I ended up doing during a blizzard. I had twenty-four hours at home and I got to get caught up on everything. All these things that were sitting there piled up and stuff. I took care of everything. I cleaned everything up. Nice. Isn't it the truth that six months ago you tried catching me on Not Facebook true. with friends and you started storing up all these friend requests so that as it got closer, Not true. you could just accept them all and boom, take the lead finally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. So, Jaron, sorry you were the victim yeah. of some sort of sick no, contest. I'm all David caught up. had going on. I'm all caught up. Everything's a contest around here. Everything's a contest, including being debonair while you're doing the Old Fat Freddy segment. So it's time right now to get into the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. It's time it's the to 31st. step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, refrigerators and freezers come frost-free. In my day, the frost in the refrigerator was also referred to as foreplay. Yeah. Nowadays, beef comes in several varieties. Steaks cook up tender and moist almost by themselves. In my day, if you wanted to tend a steak, you had to bash the shit of it with a tenderizing hammer and then soaked it for three days in Coca-Cola. Nowadays, there are a lot of cheap alternatives for destoning your yard before you plant a new lawn. In my day, there was only one way, by hand, like a man. We were wife-defrosting, meat-beating men who got their rocks off by hand. Yeah. That's right, by hand. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco... Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. The key is to yank the stones out of the ground with a twisting, jerking motion. You leave your legs out of the equation completely. True story. 
Oh, God, you have to go there. Check, please. Yep. <laughs> De-stoning your yard. That's legit. That's legit. So we are smoking B.G. Meyer standard issue. This is the cigar of the year. The particular size, the Toro? The Toro. The Toro. But uh, I've smoked them all. They're, they're all good. It doesn't have to necessarily be the size. Sometimes the size has a direct thing of, yep. uh, you know, this one's way better than the other one or whatever it is. But uh, Well, you got smoking jacket that's a slightly different blend with every mm. size. So size does matter in that case. In the case of the, the standard issue, the, uh, the master blender over at the Camacho factory really has his stuff together. And I find very little variance yes. in any of the Camacho products yeah. when it comes to size, um, but certainly with the standard issue. So, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's definitely some steak-like notes to this cigar. Of, of like very they, meaty. They charred the meat, yeah, you yeah. know, the outside of it. You know, they, and it's cooked with uh, with briquettes, not with gas. This is a legit, almost smoked meat. It is so barbecue on on uh, charcoal. Is so much better. Oh, it's no. The, yeah, there's no. So much better. Are you? So he gets it. That was for the both of you. You are. Of it. It's your birthday. Yeah, thanks. Happy it's birthday. It's your birthday. To me. How old are you? 37. 37. 37 today. I was 37. Five years older than uh, than Christy over there. Yeah. Way to give out <laughs> a lady's age on the radio. I'm older. I can say it. It's okay. So 37. My God. You know where I was doing when I was 37? This exact Time? Same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Selling, selling cigars. That's it. Been doing it for 30 years. 37, though. Your world, the world is ahead of you. You got the whole world ahead of you. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't hit the downhill mark. That happens at 40, so I still got three years of partying. Yeah, I'm good. 37. You're an old 37, though. An old soul. Always yeah. have been. You're an old 37. Always have been. Not old looking or old, but you just I don't know. I've got that old. way above me, even with my it's old. Look, far it seems prettiness. like you've been around a long time. You have been around. I've a been long pastoring time. you for a long time. You have. So uh, what do we got coming up? Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, our friend Victor Vitale. It seems like he's on every other week. He's been on a lot. You know, he's been around more often since he moved out of New England and moved down to Pennsylvania. But he still has his property. So he tells me, oh, I got my property. I have to go check out on such and such a day. You mind if I jump in on the radio show? And I yes, said, no. Always, yes. Yeah, of course. It's always open to him. Hey, Victor, don't be afraid to buy a commercial. All this free advertising you get. Here we go. So from Legacy Brands, our old friend Victor Vitale joins us with his new Tortuga for 2015. Nice. Uh, as I prepare for my, my trip that night, I'm leaving for the Dominican Republic. So uh, we'll, we'll gather some information of what I should be doing while I'm down there. Who should I see? What should I get accomplished? We'll figure out what to do there. Gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will be back. Or will he? Or will he? And uh, we will be celebrating with him one way or the other. Hopefully, we're going to be giving him high fives the whole time. Not only the Patriots, but getting the cigars smoked in the locker room. I, I, I don't even care that it's going to be our cigar. I want them to light up. Oh, that's a celebration. Great. Absolutely. So he's, he, he's got some vertical lighters in his pocket. He's got some double blade cutters, and he's got 100 Garofalo cigars ready to go. So we'll look forward to that. Um, have a great Super Bowl, everybody. Enjoy yourself. Light up a good one. My recommendation is light up the Cigar of the Year, BG Meyer Standard Issue. Remember, folks, this show and every show of the Cigar Authority is absolutely free. So don't be asking for your money back. For Mr. Jonathan, happy birthday. Thank Chuck you. Morrison. Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. You're listening to 
the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, and when you're smoking your B.G. Meyer standard issue, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back next week right here on the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven.